1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Turning our attention to our near neighbours to Australia's north and some insights into the Christian church in Indonesia. As you may know, Indonesia is one of Australia's major trading partners, but most Aussies appear to know very little about the nation, the people and the culture. Well, Indonesia is the most populous Islamic nation on earth. But the second largest religion in Indonesia is, you guessed it, Christianity. From a total population of 275 million people, it's noteworthy that there are more Christians in Indonesia than people in Australia, almost 30 million Christians. Well, an opportunity to explore what the church looks like, the Christian church in Indonesia. David Thomas back with us today. David works with Pioneers Australia in Indonesia. He's leading better, learning, brighter lives, aiming to transform communities in Indonesia through the transformation of local school teachers. Dave Thomas, welcome back to 2020.
0: Hi Neil, good to be back with you again.
1: Dave, we're going to get into talking about the Christian Church, but while I've got you, we've been in recent times just monitoring how COVID is affecting Indonesia. Have you got an update for us on how things look nationwide throughout the nation of Indonesia?
0: Yes, it's, it's growing, but not nearly as bad as perhaps in other countries. Um, there, are now, there have now been half a million COVID cases in Indonesia, and approximately sixteen thousand deaths. Uh, but last time I looked on the, the the world countries table, Indonesia is the fourth most populous nation, but sitting down somewhere around eighteen or nineteen in terms of COVID deaths. So okay. it could be a lot worse. Uh, but certainly they haven't cleared it yet.
1: A lot more we could talk about that, but on our conversation today, let's get a little bit of a focus because a lot of Aussies are fairly ignorant about the Christian church in Indonesia and the substance to that Christian church. It actually is really, really significant. And uh, I just wanted to quickly ask you, because some people thinking that it is an Islamic nation, uh, wondering whether Christianity is allowed, and clearly Christianity is allowed in Indonesia.
0: Oh, absolutely! There are um, six official religions: Islam, which is about eighty-seven percent; um, Christianity, or also declared as Protestantism; uh, Catholicism, and then just three percent makes up Hinduism, Buddhism, and Confucius or Confucianism. So, certainly, at seven um, percent of the population, Christianity is the. Uh, the second largest official religion.
1: Interesting when you talk about those statistics, how Protestantism and Catholicism are separated, but if you add those two together, as we would do in Australia and classify those under Christian, uh, we'd say 10%. So 10% of the population basically identifying as Christian. Hey, what do you know, Dave, of the history of Christianity in the nation of Indonesia?
0: It was actually the Portuguese who first brought uh, their Catholic faith to Ternate, which is uh, in the east towards um, East Timor or towards Papua, that end of Indonesia. Um, But initially, uh, trade in the spices and political power disputes um, hampered the growth of faith there. And then the Dutch also arrived in the early 1600s, also in the East, also for spices. And it was possibly their Calvinist approach, especially regarding predestination, that perhaps limited their motivation to reach out and um, spread the gospel.
1: And uh, just to clarify that, and uh, you might have your own thoughts on that, but when you talk about a Calvinist position, there's a sort of extreme Calvinism, isn't there, that says everybody's eventually going to be saved, and so why would we worry about uh, reaching out and winning converts? Uh, That's an an interesting uh, foundation for Christianity in Indonesia. But then, of course, in the mix there, there's the Dutch and German churches. The Lutherans became more active.
0: Yes, certainly in the 1700s, 1800s. And there's this concept that sprung up in different um, towns, many different towns, of the Dutch Triangle with having a Christian school, a Christian hospital and a Christian church as the centre of each town. And some of those buildings and certainly the the hospitals especially uh, are still there today. Um, And the yes, the German Lutherans were very active, especially in Sumatra. And a lot of Indonesian Christians are from Sumatra.
1: And Dave, over the decades, since back to the 1940s, Christians have risen to very prominent positions in government and in the military circles in Indonesia.
0: Yes, up until about the 1980s, different Christian individuals weren't really aligned to some of the other parties or or groups that were vying for power, such as the Nationalists, the Muslims, the Communists, etc. And certainly in 1965, the Communist Party was wiped out in Indonesia. So after that, uh, certain Christians were seen as neutral in terms of their political ambitions. And yeah, there there were quite a number in in the government, um, in the military, But then in the 1980s, as Islamic parties gained more political influence, um, the number of those positions has certainly uh, been depleted. Uh,
1: Let's talk about that because, uh, as you say, Islamic parties gaining more political influence, that has changed the way Christianity functions in the nation of Indonesia and uh, I guess we've got our own ideas about how Christianity works in Australia. What do you identify as sort of a difference in the way Christianity functions in a nation which is predominantly Islamic?
0: Yeah, I guess we don't have... uh, That question could go many ways but I'll, I'll answer it by saying that in Indonesia there isn't so much that idea of a separation of church and state. And so certainly the majority uh, religion, Islam, uh, is very much mixed in with the government, um, much in the way that perhaps uh, we still have our prayers at the start of parliament or something like that. Um, at least I hope we do. As far as I know, we still yes. do. in Yes, we do. Yep. Um, and so being only... Christians being only 10%, Christians and Catholics, only 10% of the population, uh, they certainly have to get along with the majority, um, work alongside them. And while that might seem to be a little bit toothless, it certainly fits in with the Christian ethic or the Christian um, worldview of not wanting to dominate, but wanting to win over and wanting to uh, bless others, that kind of thing.
1: (laughs) How does it work so far as the number of Christians go in Indonesia? And we said around about 10% of the population. I think when you break that down, around 20 million Protestant Christians and 8 million or so Catholics. How does that work so far as churchgoers, though? Uh, You know, in Australia, we we think about, you know, who goes to church at least once a month, and we uh, we try to sort of make the figures look pretty acceptable. What about the commitment of Christians? Uh, Would you say that the majority of those numbers actually are vibrant members of their local church? Yes, certainly
0: most would be categorised as churchgoers as to how... Committed, they are. That that would be a personal thing, but but certainly dutiful um, at a minimum. And for many, um, they certainly are vibrant and committed members of their faith because it's actually harder to be a Christian when it's not the majority. Um, just a, a funny story. I once went to one of the northern islands and I had to give an English test to some finance office employees, so government employees, and all of them were Muslim. And it's in a Christian uh, town. And they were all complaining how difficult it is to be living in a Christian town and finding it hard to obtain halal food, food that's suitable for Muslims and that kind of thing. And it was quite ironic because yeah, Christians often nowadays... Don't get, a, they don't reach their potential in terms of uh, career advancement um, and possibly monetary advancement because of their faith.
1: And yet, from what I understand, there are some very successful Christian business people in Indonesia, and uh, oftentimes it's Christian businesses that flourish. Any thoughts around that idea?
0: I guess there's a. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is that being blessed to be a blessing is very much at the heart of many uh, Christian business people and so they will support other businesses especially in in their extended family but even beyond in their networks and so they, they really want to see that um, a business can not only uh, be profitable but So give back and help others. So there's quite a strong uh, commitment to that. I I guess they see it as a demonstration of their faith, many of them. Um, And I actually belong to um, the Full Gospel Businessmen's uh, Ministry in Indonesia. And yeah, I've seen these guys really talk about their business as their ministry.
1: Wonderful stuff, and we've run out of time to talk today some deeper things with regard to Indonesia and the Christian church as it exists there, but we'll pick up another opportunity on another day. But Dave Thomas works with Pioneers Australia in Indonesia. Now, he's leading better learning, brighter lives, aiming to transform communities in Indonesia through the transformation of local school teachers. And of course, uh, when you're serving the way that Dave is, no doubt, an extra friend or two could be useful. Let me give a contact point for people who might like to be in touch with uh, you, Dave, at pioneers.org.au. That's the website for Pioneers Australia, pioneers.org.au. You'll find a link there to projects. Look for better learning, brighter lives. Dave Thomas, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Always good to talk to you, Neil. Thanks.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision
1: Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.